In the books of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the famous sleuth Sherlock Holmes solved strange mysteries using a logical method of elimination, which he would explain in part by saying that all mysteries begin with a limited number of possibilities. And as you examine and eliminate each possibility that could not have occurred, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. It is here that we examine one such mystery. The strange case of a 21-year-old college student named Elisa Lamb, who vanished from a hotel in Los Angeles, California. The mystery would continue down a path full of strange clues that eventually led to a near impossibility, with answers that were closer than anyone could have imagined. This is the retelling of one of the web's most covered mysteries, and one of the earliest cases we ever covered on this podcast. An episode we titled, Dark Water. The Disappearance of Elisa Lamb. It was January 26th of 2013 when a 21-year-old college student from Vancouver, Canada named Elisa Lamb, checked into the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. She was near the end of her self-described West Coast tour, a solo trip she had embarked on before returning to her studies at the University of British Columbia. Because Elisa was traveling alone in another country and using mostly public methods of transportation, her parents were understandably apprehensive of the trip. To alleviate some of their concerns, Elisa agreed to stay in regular contact with them and keep them informed of her planned daily activities. As she traveled through to California, Elisa maintained contact. That is, until January 31st, when she failed to check out of the Cecil Hotel as planned. After several days of not hearing from her, on February 2nd, Elisa's parents contacted the Los Angeles Police Department and reported her missing. In the preliminary stages of their investigation, The police focused their resources in and around the Cecil Hotel, interviewing hotel guests and staff, and conducting floor-to-floor searches throughout the hotel using tracking dogs, but found no sign of Elisa anywhere. As their investigation intensified, police learned that Elisa had mental health concerns, including bipolar mood disorder, a condition of extreme highs and lows that she was managing with prescription medication. This became a critical detail in their investigation, as they had also learned Elisa had originally checked into a shared room at the CISA Hotel, an arrangement that put her in a room with two other hotel guests. However, Elisa was subsequently moved out of that room and put into a room of her own after the two guests in the shared room complained to hotel staff about Elisa's odd behavior. On February 6th, one week after Elisa disappeared, The LAPD posted missing persons flyers of her in the local area around the Cecil Hotel. The flyers were also posted online, drawing both public and national media interest in her case. When another week went by, with no significant leads or evidence to follow, the LAPD released a surveillance video that contained footage taken from inside of a Cecil Hotel elevator. The footage was recorded in the early morning hours of February 1st and showed Elisa alone in the elevator, acting very strange. Her unusual behavior and subsequent disappearance drew worldwide attention to her case. 
The video is a little over two and a half minutes in length. And no matter how many times you watch it, it's almost impossible to fully understand. The video begins with Elisa entering the elevator and pressing the buttons for every floor in the hotel. This stops the elevator from moving and keeps it on its current floor. This also prevents the elevator doors from closing. After pressing the last of the buttons, she leans forward and quickly peeks out of the open elevator doors and snaps her head to the right. Then she retreats back into the corner of the elevator near the call panel as if she had seen someone and is now hiding from them. Elisa then steps out of the elevator twice. The second time, she is seen standing in the hallway outside of the elevator doors, making strange gestures with her arms and hands. There is no audio in the video, so we're left to wonder if she's communicating with someone who may be standing out of camera range. But the movements of her arms and hands don't make any sense at least in a conversational sense, where gestures may be used as emphasis when talking. But her hand movements and gesticulations can only really be described as weird. Public response to the video contained wide-ranging theories, one of which was Elisa's bipolar condition, speculating she may have suffered from some neuropsychosis or mental break. Others believed the video was evidence of drug use, possibly hallucinogenics, which could provide a reasonable explanation for such strange behavior. It was also suggested she was in fact communicating with someone in the hallway, and whoever that was may have been directly responsible for her disappearance. This last theory may have contributed to the reason why the video was released to the public, perhaps as a desperate attempt to generate leads. But unfortunately, Nothing new was learned, and no one working or staying at the Cecil stood out as a suspect. Investigators were dealing with a missing person, who was last seen behaving strange before she vanished. But the case of Elisa Lamb was about to get very creepy very fast. On February 19th, three weeks after Elisa disappeared, Cecil Hotel guests began complaining about a foul taste and smell coming from the hotel's tap water. In response, hotel management sent maintenance man Santiago Lopez to the rooftop to inspect the hotel water tanks. Once on the roof, Santiago climbed to the top of the hotel's four water supply tanks to look inside of each one. It was inside the main water tank that the search for Elisa Lamb would end and the wild speculation would begin. Santiago would later describe what he saw in horrifying detail. Elisa was naked and had decomposed to the point the water had darkened around her. The fact that the very water was used to supply the hotel's showers and sinks and was likely used by guests to brush their teeth and either make coffee or tea is a disturbing thought 
that may haunt you the next time you're in a hotel and turn on the faucet. The circumstances surrounding the discovery of Elisa's body in the strange video from the elevator created a viral sensation around her case. Intense speculation and wild theories exploded online. Much of this was based on early published reports that noted the hotel rooftop was inaccessible without setting off an alarm, and only a hotel employee could disable it. It was also suggested it was unlikely Elisa could access any of the hotel's water tanks on her own. Each of the four water tanks were eight feet tall and stood on four-foot pedestals, making them 12 feet in total height. They had no affixed ladders to climb on. If that wasn't mind-boggling enough, it was also reported that the maintenance hatches on top of each tank weighed close to 80 pounds, and that the hatch to the main tank Elisa was found in was closed. To remove Elisa's bodies from the tank, the tank had to be drained and cut into from the side. It was then that authorities also recovered her clothes, the same clothes she was seen wearing in the elevator video. On February 21st, the Los Angeles coroner's office released their findings in Elisa's case, listing her cause of death as drowning with her bipolar disorder noted as a significant contributing factor. The coroner's report found no evidence of injury to her body that would suggest foul play and no evidence of sexual assault. There was also no traces of drugs in her system. The coroner did not attempt to answer the biggest questions in her case, such as the significance of the video, how Elisa could have gotten on the roof alone without tripping an alarm, and more importantly, once she was up there, how did she climb a 12-foot cylindrical water tank and open an 80-pound maintenance hatch, and then jump into eight feet of water and close the hatch, which had no inside handles. This led some to believe that there was involvement by one or more hotel employees. Other stories suggested that the timestamp on the video was obscured and may have been sped up to eliminate a clue or clues that would have been in the video had it been released in its entirety. In September of 2013, Elisa's parents, David and Yina Lamb, filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the Cecil Hotel, citing negligence and failure to inspect and seek out hazards that presented unreasonable danger not only to Elisa, but to all of its guests. In court documents, Santiago Lopez described finding Elisa's body, which contradicted a lot of the early reporting in this case. Santiago said, there was in fact a ladder affixed to the side of the main water tank, and that the hatch to that tank was open and not closed as was previously reported. Santiago would further clarify that the hatch weighed 20 pounds, not 80. The hotel's chief engineer testified that the hotel rooftop was accessible from three different fire escapes without setting off an alarm. The Lamb's attorney, Thomas Johnston, made the argument that if the hatches on the water tanks had locks, it could have prevented Elisa's death. After days of wide-ranging testimony, the case was ultimately dismissed. 
In the aftermath, an online sleuth recorded himself entering the Cecil Hotel and easily accessing the roof from a fire escape. Once he was on the roof, he climbed a set of stairs to the top of a platform that overlooked the water tanks, and on that day, one of the hatches was actually left open. In November of 2019, Greg Kading, a homicide detective with the LAPD, told a reporter covering the case that one of their search dogs had alerted to Elisa's scent at a window that had access to a fire escape. So approaching this case as Holmes would have, it seems the mystery of Elisa Lamb was largely due to early bad reporting, which had many case followers believing it was impossible for Elisa to get to the rooftop on her own or without setting off an alarm, both of which were wrong. And one of the worst examples of bad reporting was that there was no ladder fixed to any of the water tanks. Not only was this debunked in sworn court depositions, but rooftop video taken from a news helicopter on the day Elisa's body was discovered clearly show a ladder affixed to the main water tank. Reports even got small details wrong, such as the maintenance hatch on the main water tank being closed and that it weighed 80 pounds. When you eliminate these incorrect details as contributing factors, you can start to see a path to logical possibilities, including one that supports the findings of the Los Angeles coroner's office. Most of Elisa's odd behavior can be attributed to her bipolar disorder, and mental illness is unpredictable. Knowing drug use was not involved in her death, and that she was able to access the roof without setting off an alarm, she could also access the top of the water tanks. The questions that remain are was this accidental or a suicide? And what was she doing on the roof in the first place? It was learned afterwards that Elisa had a blog she posted on regularly. Many of the photographs in her posts were taken from the rooftops of different buildings, and mostly at night. It could be argued, based on the available evidence, that Elisa went to the roof on her own. The reason we can only speculate. Since she didn't have a camera with her, it could have been to look out at downtown LA at night to get the best view. That would explain climbing the ladder to the water tank. And in the dark of night, she likely would not have seen the open hatch and fallen right in. The water level inside the tank was at least three feet from the hatch opening, making it impossible for her to reach and climb out of on her own. With the water being at least six feet deep, she would have no choice but to tread water. Wearing soaked clothes would make this difficult and would have weighed her down, so she took her clothes off. This would have bought her time, but not enough to escape the tank. This would also explain why she was found naked. It also puts doubt into any theory of suicide. The only remaining question is her behavior in the video. For that, it's likely Elisa was experiencing some type of psychological episode or break because no drug use was involved. And her psychological episode was so intense 
that even the weirdos that were staying at the Cecil Hotel at the time said that she was too creepy to share a room with. In their lawsuit against the Cecil Hotel, Elisa's parents conceded her bipolar disorder contributed in part to her death, and their lawyer took time in his closing argument to admonish the wild speculations surrounding her death, saying, quote, Elisa was not killed by the boogeyman or a haunted hotel. Take all of this in context with the history of the Cecil Hotel itself. There have been 16 strange deaths that occurred there since its construction in 1924. Also, two different serial killers once called the Cecil Hotel home. The most famous of was Richard Ramirez, also known as the Night Stalker. He lived there in 1985 during a time when he had murdered 13 women. Six years later, in 1991, Austrian serial killer Jack Unterweger killed three sex workers while he lived at the Cecil Hotel. Both Ramirez and Unterweger would die in prison. Ramirez from cancer, Unterweger by suicide. If that wasn't strange enough, when Elisa disappeared, there was a tuberculosis outbreak among the homeless population in the area surrounding the Cecil Hotel. The acronym of the test used to identify that particular TB strain spelled out the word LAM, Elisa. It's just another bizarre coincidence found in a very strange case. No matter what we believe about the case of Elisa Lamb, what we do know for a certainty is that a young woman who had a mental illness checked into the Cecil Hotel and never checked out. And sadly, she became infamous for a few minutes of strange behavior caught on video that was played around the world while her body lay in dark water. Hey everybody, lately it's been a struggle for me to create content for this podcast, just with everything I have to get to in a single day. Life and work create challenges that can throw us all off balance. And because of that, I'm always looking for products that can provide a cognitive edge to keep my mind in that free flow state where focus and energy over an extended period of time is necessary. Well, recently I started using a product called Magic Mind. It's a small shot of natural nootropics and adaptogens that reduce stress and improve physical and mental endurance while enhancing mental clarity and increasing your body's resistance to stress. I drink a shot of it in the morning, and the results last an entire day, without the jittery or anxious side effects of caffeine. So if you want to give this life hack a try, just go to www.magicmind.com disappeared, and you can get 40% off your subscription price for the next 10 days with my code disappeared20. That's D-I-S-A-P-P-E-A. R-E-D, the number two, the number zero. That code is also good for 20% off of a one-time purchase, and they offer a money-back guarantee. 
So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain just by trying it. 